Hi, I'm Dee Dee, and I am so glad to have you back here for another episode of Enough. Nicole brings a great topic to us today where we talk about perspective. And she brings up a great point about how our ego can really affect the way we see our kids' perspective. And when we understand life from their eyes, then it can bring a lot more peace to our homes. So today when I was preparing for what I what I wanted to talk about, like I was trying to think about it ahead of time versus just showing up and starting talking, I had a friend that sent me a quote and it really fit into, in a way, into what I was already planning to talk about. So I want to share a quote with you. It's by Bill Bullard, who I do not know who that is. Mm-hmm. The quote is, Opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge. It requires no accountability, no understanding. The highest form of knowledge is empathy. For it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world. So it's not actually what I plan to talk about today, but it really mm-hmm. fit into it. Because what I really want to talk about today was perspective. How... Two people can go through the same exact situation or the same exact scenario Mm -hmm. and they can come out of it with two different feelings, two different stories, two different perspectives. Yes. So when I got this today, I really started thinking about the fact that the opinions that we form about things, about people, about food, about actions, lifestyles, all have to do with our perspective. Mm -hmm. and not necessarily truth. And if we don't attempt to have empathy, if we don't have empathy and attempt to understand where someone else is coming from, then really our opinions are just a very low form of human knowledge. So it just was so interesting that that came in. So I came, I started making a list of where is it that a perspective could be can be totally different in the same situation. So one of the things I thought of is like, for example, you and I could go for a run in the morning. And in the end, I could come home and say, that run was terrible because I ate bad last night. I didn't get enough sleep. I wasn't hydrated enough. That was terrible. You could walk into your house and say hi to your hubby and say, that was a great run. Because, and we ran the same exact run. Um, is something expensive. That's totally perspective. Mm -hmm. I may see an object or a hotel room or another item as ridiculously expensive. I wouldn't spend my money on it. And someone else would see it as great value because that fits into something that they would feel very comfortable spending. Self-care is actually really perspective too. Mm -hmm. What you see as far as taking care of yourself. So those were just a few. And I, it really is interesting when we start thinking and acknowledging that all the different opinions on things that we have really are just our perspectives. Absolutely. And when you were talking about that, it reminded me of the saying that your perspective is your reality. And you have to address that a lot when you're working with other people or living with other people. And you think, 
why are they acting like this? Or why are they behaving this way? Or acting, making that decision. And it doesn't make any sense to you, but it's their perspective, is their reality. And so that's going to drive how they behave, the decisions they make, how they choose to respond or react in a situation. But perspective is such a fun topic to talk about because it is the one it is one of the things that can totally change your day it can take you from a really crappy victim mentality i feel sorry for myself poor me state of mind if you just change your perspective it can energize you you'll see new opportunities you'll have more clarity around the situation just by changing your perspective, you go from feeling kind of like uh, down in the dump, sometimes even experiencing physical pain mm-hmm. in your body mm-hmm. to being energized and feeling that energy inside of you. Do you know, it, and it also, the things that you expose yourself early in your day really do set up your perspective for the rest of the day. I say that because right now I have a friend who her child is going through some really hard health challenges. Mm -hmm. And she is doing a Caring Bridge blog so that family members and friends all through the United States are able to keep up with what's going on, able to pray for what's going on, adding details so we can be specific with our prayers. And she's updating it daily. And she's doing a beautiful job of it. It's I'm actually feeling close to her through this Mm -hmm. journey, even though I'm so far away. We live across the United States. But that's the first thing I'm reading pretty much every morning is an update on the hardships that they're going through, her perspective on it, which Mm -hmm. has been, she's been very honest about it, but she's been leaning towards the Lord and her faith and he's been able to sustain them up until this point. But reading that perspective early in the day helps me get perspective for stepping forward in the day, something maybe that's my hardship. Yes. It doesn't devalue my hardship though. I mean, like it doesn't devalue what I'm going through. I feel like we always acknowledging if there is a struggle I'm dealing with, but it helps me put it in its place Mm -hmm. versus if I didn't, if I had, I wasn't sitting in that mindset because I didn't start off reading that in the morning, then I may see my hardship in a proportionally bigger at a bigger level. Yeah, you will see it. The more you stare at your problem, the bigger it gets. Mm. It just does. And the more it begins to take over your body too, your thoughts, it consumes you. It consumes your mind. And today I actually posted on Facebook about a verse that was super close to us, to our near and dear to our hearts during quarantine last year, and it was James 1, 2 through 4, mm-hmm. about count it all joy. And one of the things that I mentioned is when you learn to see your situation in a new perspective, then it changes your approach to it. So you aren't joyful for the hardship itself, like for the discomfort. What you're joyful for, what you can find purpose in is the opportunity that that problem presents. How can you love other people well? How can you refine, learn something new about yourself? Define, a, refine, excuse me, a character trait in your own life. Mm-hmm. 
And then as you do that, then it changes your your perspective on it. It changes your mindset, but that's a choice. You have to choose. You have to choose to find joy in that, to find the opportunity in that moment. And when it's been scientifically proven, and this is cool, that when you are allowing negative thoughts to bombard your mind, like you just think, woe is me, bad things, doom and gloom, your field of vision narrows, no doubt. Scientifically proven, you can see less around you when you're in that negative space. You switch it, you start seeing the positive in the situation or the opportunity in the situation. Your field of vision expands. I think that is amazing. Like, I think that is so super cool. I think that's, yes, I think that's amazing too. And the other thing that I was thinking about when you're talking, going back to that quote, is talking about what empathy can do is, and that continues to open your perspectives. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things I started thinking about when I was going back and forth and how perspectives change is I feel loved by someone. For example, if someone was was loving on me and I felt loved by them, that's perspective too. Because the way that some, what someone needs in order to feel loved is very different than another person. It comes mm-hmm. from their history in their life, um, their preferences. And so if we're able to start seeing people where they're at, getting out of our ego and out of yes. our way and only believing that where we're at is, is everybody's truth. Mm-hmm. Then, and we're able to be more empathetic where you are at, where our neighbors at, where people at church are at, where's our best friend is at, and be able to see that. Then we're able to love them better because different people, we get to know what their perspectives are, and we're able to meet them there. Mm-hmm. Versus if we just stay where we're at. So, for example, if I thought to myself, "This is good enough because I think it's good enough," then I'm letting my ego run how I, how well I love on other people or what I do for other people or how far I expel my energy in order to meet somebody where they're at. And it should be good enough for them because it's good enough for me. Well, that's totally ego driven. Right. So I, I loved the, the fact that that quote brought empathy into it because when we really bring empathy into our perspective on things, that's where you actually get to continue to see the beautiful. That's where your vision from that narrow vision mm-hmm. opens up and you're able to see perspective. You're able to see people all around. Yes. One of the biggest things a few years ago that I prayed on daily and I don't do it anymore and it's unfortunate. And maybe, I, you know what, I'm going to commit to doing this right now is that I had a daily prayer. Lord, let me see people. Mm-hmm. And when I set up my perspective to start not just being in this world, but being able to see people, I had so much more connection with them because I was able to meet them where they're at. Not by my perspective only, but able to have empathy where they're at. It's a game changer in relationships and being able to connect with people. Absolutely. Because when you say, when you when you take your offense off the table, regardless of what's been done or said to you, and you can say, 
let me understand why this person behaved this way. Instead of then being combative or angry or feeling like you need to justify yourself, which is what you do when you lead with your opinion. You lead with your opinion and then somebody's not going to like your opinion. They're going to push back, call you names, and then you feel like you need to justify yourself. When you can take that step back and say, why do they have the perspective that they have? Why do they have the opinion they have? And why do they feel so strongly that I need to believe exactly like they do? Mm-hmm. You do start to see them. And when we talk about seeing somebody, we mean seeing their heart condition, mm-hmm. seeing their mindset, and then trying to understand where they are emotionally, mentally. What baggage are they overcoming? What scars are they not wanting to show? You know, and so empathy, I think, is one of the most precious things we can share, give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Not sympathy, but empathy. Like sympathy is kind of being at a distance saying, oh, I feel sorry for you. But I picture empathy as, as like coming alongside somebody, holding hands and saying, I'll listen to you. And understanding exactly what is going on inside their heart, inside their mind. Yeah. So moving forward with this topic, I just, I thought to myself, let's think about some perspectives that we have at home and with our family that sometimes cause frustrations. So here was one of them that I came up with. Mm -hmm. What is clean? Perspective is huge, right? When you Mm -hmm. ask your children to clean their room, when you ask someone else in your family to clean the kitchen, Mm -hmm. what my perspective is on clean and what another person's perspective on clean is can be totally different, Mm -hmm. which can immediately go to conflict Mm -hmm. unless we step in and try to figure out why did they think what and why do I think what I do and be able to see those perspectives. So what's a, do you have any in your mind that pop in of where perspective? The one that first jumped in my mind was dirty versus clutter. So Ken and I for years had different definitions on clean. To him, clean is clutter free. So a counter is clean when there's nothing on it. Yes. To me, clean is when the dirt and the grime. When there's not like crumbs on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. A bathroom is clean when there's when there are no dirty clothes on the floor and the bottles are lined up neatly in the shower. To me, it's clean when the grime and dirt are gone. Well, the problem is I see something as being clean. I see the counter or the bathroom as being clean because there is no dirt, but I may have my hairspray and makeup or brushes out, but to him that's clutter. So it did take us a while. The girls have made a comment on that before, how we see clutter and dirt differently, but we each call our version of it clean. Yeah, so here's another one. Being busy. There's definitely a perspective when it comes to I'm so busy. Mm. Yes. 
So I think that there's some people that feel having a full calendar is busy. And then there's some people that feel that being overwhelmed is I'm so busy. So, and even having a full calendar, what does a full calendar look like from what it looks right. like from one person may look different to another person. So those perspectives of being busy and also, are, are we dealing with the thoughts in our head and the time that those thoughts take up? Are we talking about actual, physical, tangible things that you're doing? Um, perspective's all different. Okay, this is a good one for business owners too. When you have employees that continually tell you how busy they are, they may think that in by saying, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, they're saying, look at me, I'm a valued employee, look at all that I'm doing for this business, for this company, I'm so busy. They might associate busyness with value. Mm -hmm. But busy is such a low level of value that you add to, a, to your business. So if you are somebody who just says, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, you are missing that. You're missing out on life because you just have this I, this mindset, I'm so busy, I can't do this and that and that. But when you approach life as I want to be productive, I want to be efficient, then your day is different and your energy is different. You show up differently to meetings for your family. If you're, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, you're going to be dragging your tail through the door in the evenings. You're going to be irritable fixing dinner at night. But if you if you have the mindset of I'm being productive, I'm being efficient, I'm being effective in what I'm doing, I'm serving other people well, when you have a job that you're serving people in your job. And if you have a family, you're serving your family. Like it's what you do. It's what we should be doing. And so when you show up with that perspective over busy, it's going to change the vibe at in your work and it's going to change the vibe in your house. And it's also going to change the quality of your work. I love that. I love that you said I've never thought of it in that and the way you said it was that busy adds very little value to your job. Mm -hmm. That is huge. Yes. Mm. And your home. Yes. Busy adds very little value to your home. Yes. It's actually counterproductive of what oh, yeah. employers want and what families need. You get paid by your value. So the more value you bring to your job, the higher you should get paid. People that make a lot of money in their job that have very high salaries, it's because they solve very big problems. And not because of how many hours they put in. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yes. And so when I made that mind shift, that perspective shift of, I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. I want to bring value. I answer my phone differently. When people ask, Hey, how are you doing? How's business going? It's great. Are you busy? Yeah, you know, we have a lot of work going on. We have a lot of fun projects we're working on. I try to take that word busy out of my vocabulary to change my to change my perspective around what I have going on. Now, there are some times where I'm like, I am so busy and I 
do not know how I'm going to get all this stuff done. And then the anxiety comes on or the angst or the, there are more tasks than minutes in this day and something's not going to get done. Um, and literally, it probably as soon as we say that, our energy drops. Absolutely. I mean, it may be our adrenaline boosts from mm-hmm. the sake, but it's not good stuff. Like it's no. the stuff that takes us into fight or flight. We've got the tight shoulders, you know, you the get whole, a foggy mind. You can't think clearly. You're, and then what I think the mistake that people feel is that that adrenaline boost is actually the best productive way for them mm. to be able to complete tasks. And we know we've it's learned not. that that is not true. That is just what they're go-to is it's what their addiction is mm-hmm. and they have not been able to separate what productive and busy looks like and so yeah. they run on that adrenaline which also they tend to crash on that adrenaline also absolutely another great area of perspective to consider is the perspective of your kids mm. so for some reason we discipline kids with them expecting them to have the mindset that we have. Instead of thinking back, how did I think about something when I was their age? What were my thoughts around that? And a lot of people will say, I can't remember. I I don't have a good memory. I don't remember anything from elementary school or middle school. But if you're having a struggle with your child and you're like, I do not understand what's happening in their head. Well, we have matured brains. They don't. Mm -hmm. And let's take a minute and remember what it was like when we were that age. So if you're somebody who says, I can't remember, what was the name of your third grade teacher? Are you asking me? Well, like, no, like, what was the name of your third grade teacher? Oh, I, who was my teacher? Oh, this was my teacher. What did your classroom look like? This is what my classroom looked like. What house did you live in then? Like, Try to go back to a specific person, a specific time, a place, and think about who were your friends then? What did your friends do? As you step into those memories, you'll start to remember. And then you can say, oh, yeah, I really hated going to school. Mm-hmm. Because I just wanted to stay in bed or I wanted to play outside all day okay, well, early release is coming up. Let me plan, a, let's plan to go to the zoo and spend time outside. And then I will intentionally speak into my child's life. You know what? I remember when you're, when I was your age, I hated going to school because I just wanted to play outside all day. Maybe that's their issue. Maybe it's not. But what you're doing is getting down to remembering Where were they in that moment? And then when you have teenagers that are hormonal and they're just on that roller coaster, remember how you felt Mm -hmm. at that time. And don't yell at them to, you know, watch your attitude. When you yell that at them, like you're just throwing their attitude back on them. But when you can stay steady and remember, yeah, I remember a time saying something really ugly to my dad and thinking, I don't know why I said that, but I'm not going to apologize for it. That wasn't the way I was raised. That wasn't even what I wanted to do. I couldn't have even explained why I said that to him. But I, I said it because I was hormonal, you know? And so 
being able to speak that into your kids and relating, saying, I know sometimes you just don't understand why you feel like you do. Like, I'm sure you don't understand why you're so angry. And they will probably start crying. That's why um, when it comes to, I've always hated the parental answer of because I said so. Because because I I said so, there is no perspective that's being shared, no training Mm -hmm. that's being done in order to help your child get through Mm -hmm. how they're feeling. It literally is just, and there's a lot of things in life we do need to do because because someone says so, Mm -hmm. but, and so I do feel like discipline is super important to have that as you go and understand where it's important and where you can make decisions in your life. But those are all training experiences. Like Mm -hmm. you guide your children through that. So I absolutely hate because I said so. Not that I haven't ever said it. Let me just put that out because although I don't like it, there's probably a couple times that I've been like fed up to hear Mm -hmm. and that's what's come out of my mouth. But I don't like it. I don't feel like it's a a way that we... But when we maintain that perspective of where they are and what's going on in their bodies and in their lives, then we can have a conversation around, I know you were upset about this, but I don't speak to you that way and you don't speak to me that Mm -hmm. way. You have respect for adults. You have respect for your parents. You can have that conversation in a way that they're going to respond to it well. Like it's going to affect their hearts and they're going to say, even though they might not in the moment say, you're right, but um, they'll take that to heart. But if you just yell at them, yeah, they're I not going to respond. And the final one that I wanted to throw out there as far as a difference that perspective make, and if we have empathy towards others that we're able to see them mm-hmm. is what, what you have fears of, fear, fears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that goes back, let's even go back to childhood. And let's say you have a child that's scared of the dark, scared of dogs, mm-hmm. um, scared of you leaving the home. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we know that some fears that children have, as well as fears that adults have, are irrational, conditioned by an event that happened that is very unlikely to happen again. Mm -hmm. But for us to just write off people's fears as if they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not important. They're, They're stupid. They're... Um, that person's ignorant, right? And be able to not try to see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree if their fear, if you think their fear is irrational or not, but getting away from you just having an opinion about it, being able to really connect and see where they're at, mm-hmm. they have a perspective for that for some reason. Mm-hmm. It whether most of it is conditioned. It's con- it is conditioned. It's conditioned by an event that happened the way they were spoken into, how they were raised, but being able to not write off people's fears, but to actually be able to listen Mm -hmm. whether you agree with them or not. Right. Dismissing somebody else's fear or telling them not to. If somebody's like, I'm really afraid to fly. You say, don't be afraid to fly. You're more likely to die in a car accident than in an airplane. Okay, that person is not going to all of a sudden go, Oh, you're okay, so thanks, right. Thanks for telling me not to be afraid of that. I, I didn't know it that way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't have to be afraid. Like, 
okay, that's not going to help anybody. No. But we tend to do that. We're like, oh, no, don't worry about that. It's not going to happen. But if we listen to them, you're right. What is your fear? And hear, hear their story on that. Let them talk about it. Maybe they will realize that oh, this is an irrational fear. Or we realize there's some deep trauma here. And I'm not going to push this. I'm not going to push this topic anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good one. I think another important thing to realize with perspective is your perspective is just your perspective in that moment. Mm. Oh, that's so true. Like our perspective on things. Hey, listen, perspective on parenting Mm -hmm. has changed as from the time that I had that first very little newborn in my arms. Mm -hmm. And as I've grown, I've, I've changed a lot in my perspective on things. So that's, it's matured with time and changed with time. Mm -hmm. And give yourself the freedom to change your perspective Mm -hmm. as you gain more insight, as you gain more wisdom, more knowledge, as you meet other people that help to change your perspective. I think it's important to allow yourself to be open and allow your heart to be open. And you can say, is this truth to me? Does that make sense? Like people will give us information and then we decide if that's truth or not in order to shape our perspective. But um, allow yourself that freedom. And I like to listen to people who have perspectives different than I do. I do too. Because it, one, helps me to see, oh, well, maybe I was short-sighted in this topic, or it confirms what I thought about that topic, but if I needed to speak to it, then I could speak to it, I feel like, more knowledgeably. I've listened to podcasts that lasted for hours because there were multiple episodes on a topic that I really thought, I don't think I agree with this opinion. And I listened to this whole podcast. It was hours, and it was during a time I was traveling a lot in the car. And at the end of the podcast, I was like, you know what? I still disagree with Mm -hmm. this perspective, but I have a better knowledge base and understanding of where this is going to come from, where where this perspective comes from. And where, and where that person's perspective is so that yes. you're able to see that decisions that they make in their life are from the perspective that they believe to be true. Mm-hmm. And ask questions, don't make assumptions. Mm. When you think so-and-so did this because when we think we know why somebody did something, oh man, that's a terrible assumption to make. Ask some clarifying questions because our perspective may be everybody in my house is super lazy and they don't care how much I do. Mm-hmm. And their perspective may be, man, I've had a really hard day at school. I can't wait to just come home and get a glass of milk and a cookie because I know mom made cookies last night. And veg. And veg. Mm -hmm. And we walk in and there are shoes everywhere, book bags, lunch boxes sitting there not cleaned out. Well, they were like, I can't wait to be home in in a comfortable place and have this comfortable snack. And then we... If we come down, we're like, do you not care that I just cleaned this kitchen up? And they don't appreciate me. They don't me. appreciate me. Yeah. And well, now they weren't they even aren't. thinking about us at all. Like that was yeah. not, they were dealing with their own stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's always great to try to find someone else's take before jumping to conclusions. I agree. Well, I love this topic. topic. It is a great topic. But I feel like in all, if we can continually, as we experience different opinions, see them as different perspectives and really try to listen Mm -hmm. and understand where that person's coming from, we're going to have richer relationships in our life. 100%. Yes. So. All right. If you liked what you heard today, then please push subscribe. We would love to have more listeners getting updated on our new podcasts that come out. And if you have any topics that you would like us to talk about, then please leave them in the comments. Until next time.